We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Judge my physical, mental, filth, my physical as well as my mental fitness. Coffee time. And welcome to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. I'm Jason Floyd, your host. Joining me is Loretta Eaton. And uh, what a week mm. we have had. <laughs> uh, we were just talking before we came on about uh, hydration. You know, <laughs> we must uh, we must all be properly hydrated. You know, yeah. in in this uh, especially now it's been so cold mm-hmm. here in Alaska. For those of you who are uh, joining us from sunny Florida, where my heart longs to be, um, on the beach somewhere. I, I saw my friend Danny down there. He moved down there. All my friends are moving to Florida for some reason. Why? I, I don't know. Well, well, I know. it is more I know, open. I know, I know why. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's probably the closest thing to being in Alaska, minus the cold, yeah, as far you, as yeah. freedom goes. Yeah. You know, and I have a friend, and they have a superior yeah. governor down there. Well, they so. do, but this is this is how scary you've got to look at these people. I have a friend; his family moved from Texas to Florida because they thought Texas was not free enough. Put that in your head. You know, <laughs> they must have lived in Austin or something. No, no, they actually lived on the outskirts of Dallas, but they just saw the opportunity. It was more open. Think about that. Yeah, who doesn't want to live on the Gulf Coast? Oh, well. Uh, you know? Bugs. I mean, minus minus the bugs and the snakes, uh, snakes and the, the bugs, alligators and the... Uh, mildew, mold. The hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> aside, gotta, from, aside from all those things. <laughs> hey, look, I went snowshoeing yesterday and loved it, and I'm going to go snowshoeing tomorrow, go on snowshoeing on Monday. I love the cold. Here we go, a snowshoeing. Nope. Anyway, (laughs) I've actually, you know, my next vacation, I'm looking at going to a place where it's really cold, like minus 30 for a long time. Where's where's that? Sheena Hot Springs? (laughs) No, no. Out out of Alaska. Okay. Where there's lots of snow. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, if you've never tried it, you've got to go to Sheena Hot Springs in the dead of winter, Mm -hmm. you know, 40 below. (laughs) And uh, you you get into the warm, well, very hot waters of the hot springs. And you can watch the northern lights uh, dance over your head. Yeah. Um, you have to dodge all the romantic Japanese couples because uh. they're all up there to procreate. Because, uh. you know, if they, yeah, that, if they conceive a child under, under the, the northern, northern lights, lights. Some weird, yeah. yeah well, it's, it's like there's a blessing attached. And I heard from somebody that it was actually attached to, like, the next emperor of Japan would be born under the northern lights. Oh. And so, okay. you know. Um, okay. It th- sounds like an excuse to go... Uh, uh, be romantic in a faraway place. And yeah, but they're an interesting culture because I was reading, the, l- listening to something the other day where the Japanese, they actually have a tradition started in 1974 where they have Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like <laughs> in this, no, it's either the day after, it's either the, it's either Christmas Day or the day after Christmas 
or New Year's Eve or something seriously, and they order their chicken a year ahead of time. Well, I, I, <laughs> and I, that's I, true. I find it ironic that you bring this up because <laughs> oh, I, no. I saw the funniest, the funniest, <laughs> I think it was on Rumble, which was appropriate, uh-huh. uh, because uh, there were two people dressed up for the holiday season. One was dressed as Santa. Uh-huh. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy was dressed up as the colonel. Oh, and and no. they met in a crosswalk some in some city. What were they? And they threw down and had this like <laughs> all out brawl. You know, the, the the colonel, the colonel. I mean, this oh. is this is full on. This is full on. Uh, here, just a second. Hey, thank you for the coffee, Edward. Mm. This is awesome. Hey, did you hear the the dulcet tones of Edward? He mm-hmm. has got he has got the deepest voice of of Ooh. any young man I've ever met. Well, there you go. We'll have to have him on the ear yeah. the ear sometime. Uh, so anyway, they just had this this full like Hollywood style smackdown. <laughs> I mean, complete with you know f- uh, a, a flying you know a drop kick yeah, and yeah. and uh, oh, you know a, a shoulder. You know you know when they go horizontal in the air and they're mm-hmm. about three mm-hmm. four feet above mm-hmm. somebody they land on them with their shoulder the colonel did that to santa claus it's got to be in the south or something at one point the colonel took his his uh his basket of chicken <laughs> and he threw it at santa claus santa. and then then he picked up the basket and and he took the basket and he stuffed it on santa claus's head and, and now, how come the colonel was winning? I'm not getting this. Yeah, the colonel yeah. always wins. <laughs> oh, okay. Except for in the Civil War. In the Civil War, he did yeah. not win yeah. in the Civil yeah. yeah, actually, he, he there was an actual colonel, not for, a Colonel Saunders. For, for, yeah, Colonel Sanders, self self proclaimed. Um, <laughs> he was the ori- the or- originator of of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, no, no, I know, but he was yeah. 65. Right, too. right, right, and he, he was, was in not in the Civil War. No, I know that one, but. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a Colonel Sanders yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Civil War. Yeah, no, well, there may have been. <laughs> oh, you know. okay. Um, but anyway, f- fun times. Um, so, yeah, so Japan, chicken. Yeah. The holidays. Yeah. I, I, don't ask me Celebrity to call, smackdown. How, how they put that together, but it's just, it's interesting. <laughs> well, you know, chicken's just a smaller turkey, right? I don't think the Japanese have anything to do with turkey or fried chicken. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It, it's become a marketing. Right. Well, good. Good. At least they're at least they're thinking about Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> even though it involves fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to picture, you know, what the nativity would look like with fried chicken. <laughs> 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 there were actually three wise men and one very unwise man. Uh huh. You know, yes. the unwise they they brought frankincense, gold, and myrrh, myrrh and, and KFC. KFC, yes. <laughs> Okay. And and they yeah. don't really talk about the KFC, <laughs> the KFC so much no. anymore. Not you know. so much. Not but so much. Anyway, um, yeah. So hydration. Uh, I, I slammed a coffee before we uh, started. We now have our coffee back. I mean, for those of you who didn't know, we went through a coffee drought, mm. and I was really parched. Mm-hmm. Uh, last month, what should have cost me eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. cost me two thousand dollars. No, you have to say that again. You got the what where, happened last month was what should have cost me eight hundred dollars uh-huh. cost me two thousand dollars for beans. Coffee I can't believe beans. that. I can't believe it. It was so expensive. Well, and, there is a, and, there and is it a, caught us yeah. caught us very uh, yeah. unprepared and unaware. But there is a coffee. There is. I have been reading about. It. There is a coffee crisis, and I don't know if it was in Africa. They had. A drought or I have shipping a or something. Every morning, well, until I come to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you guys have nice coffee here, though. You know, we like, have... Really, um, you, d- you and, really do. And we're trying to make the community a better place yeah. through coffee. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we've done, we, we noticed that, uh, you know, we've been probably not as, as uh, balanced as we should have been in the past. And, you know, we have this, we have this, uh, this coffee <laughs> called Willie Pete's White Roast. For those of you who are not familiar with military jargon, mm-hmm. a Willie Pete is anything with white phosphorus in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, a grenade is, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, toss me a Willie Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Said no one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Hand me a Willie Pete so I can toss it at the enemy. Uh, so anyway, um, we, we named this coffee blend uh, the Willie Pete White Roast because it is so lightly roasted, it's mm. almost white in color. Oh. And... Um, we we have served a, uh, we've been known to serve a drink in the past called the white privilege, <laughs> and and we've been fair because you know whiteness is everywhere. I mean, uh, everywhere you look, there's whiteness, and and uh, our educational institutions will not uh, let us forget that uh, with critical race theory, and they're they're calling it something gentler and kinder now. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, uh, I have to look that one. But up. anyway, um, so we've had the Willie Pete White Roast and. We've had the white privilege, and we even served it in, well, a silver bag, but, you know, it's still white coffee. <laughs> and um, so, you know, for those people who are easily triggered, you know, as we looked at this product and we thought, well, you know, the, the, what the, might they take away from a silver bag? Well, yeah. obviously a silver spoon, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I see so, where you're going with this. So, so in an effort to be more um, politically correct in this uh, Christmas season, and to narrow the divide, mm-hmm. we have uh, we have ordered our Willie Pete to be delivered now in black bags. But aren't you just so so now it now now it is very now is very um, balanced. No, you've it's cul- a balanced no, you, blend. you've culturally appropriated that. I'm I, sorry. Uh, no, you no, it doesn't work <laughs> that way, Jason. You've got it totally wrong. I, I, I culturally appropriated blackness to you, you did you. I I'm sorry to inform you. This was just a. This was a mistake in and marketing. moving on, let's uh, read a letter from Ron Gillum. Um, oh. <laughs> that's what we call a, a no transition. Um, I am going to open this letter right here. Oh, so you, you haven't looked at this. I have not. I have not Are we going to have controversy it. here? No, no. Okay. I mean, it's the holidays. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, but, but we can we can create controversy if we feel oh, it's yeah. necessary, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, my, my wife got a similarly addressed one okay, from Ron so, Gillum, okay, so I so, doubt yeah, that okay. it's controversial. Okay. And, uh, you know, it says uh, Ron Gillum for State House. So okay. it is election season. Yeah. So already. this is not from the uh, office of Ron Gillum, but it looks like it's something from his campaign. Oh, look, there's a donation uh, mm. envelope in it. Mm. So we're going to go ahead and, and read this. Uh, I have not read it yet, no. but um, I worked for Ron in the state house. Good guy, local representative. And um, if you're within the hearing of this streaming podcast and you happen to be in District 30, give Ron Gillum a serious look. Uh, it says, Dear Jason, as we approach the end of the year and I gear up for my next election, in 2022, I wanted to reach out and give you my heartfelt gratitude for supporting me during my 2020 campaign. Your donation is greatly appreciated and was instrumental in electing me to House District 30. I am forever grateful. As a freshman legislator 
and especially during these trying fiscal times for our state and the COVID-19 pandemic, this last year has been an exceptional learning experience for me. There are so many policy areas I have a passion for and am immersing myself in, particularly surrounding educational choice and opportunities for families, economic stimulation, and job creation, resource development, and of course, local issues such as school finance and accountability, and property taxation and annexation. And of course, I've been advocating and fighting for your full permanent fund dividend. Obviously a very complicated issue in this political and economic (laughs) atmosphere. In October, the Federal Appeals Court ruled that it would not review an earlier uh, decision this summer that overturned Alaska's campaign contribution limits. As such, under a new proposal by the Alaska Public Offices Commission staff, now remember this is APOC. If you've you've ever heard that term, APOC, this is who they are. The Alaska Public Offices Commission staff, individuals are subject to a $1,500 per calendar year contribution limit to candidates, previously $500. Mm. And groups are limited to $3,000 per calendar year to candidates, previously $1,000. For further clarification or other questions, please visit their website, and he gives their website. Okay. As we close out this year with the holidays and hopefully continue to move our communities back to, quote, normal, end quote, from the lockdowns and shutdowns that COVID-19 brought about. I would be honored to have your support for public office. Again, I'm working every day with my colleagues to bring the Alaska House of Representatives back to a sensible, responsible Republican majority with a vision of an Alaska we can all be proud of and prosper in. I am able to accept your donation for 2021 until midnight, December 31st. And then again, beginning January 1st, For 2022, we are not able to accept donations while in legislative session from January 17th to April 18th or longer. Hmm. Or longer. Or longer. I think maybe he anticipates more special sessions. It's filled with weasel words. Uh, So every little bit along the way will help. Next year will be an important year to make some real changes as long as we all stand together. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful new year. May God bless you and your family. So I have to say, you know, Ron is a pretty uh, plain fellow mm-hmm. when he's uh, plain spoken. Not a lot of flowery words. Yeah. Um, you know, he generally sits back and takes it all in, chews on it for a while. And uh, I respect that. He doesn't claim to be the smartest man in the room. Um, and he's open to listening to constituents. So... That's a huge uh, benefit compared to some other representatives I've had the opportunity to interact with. And um, so take a, take a serious look at Ron and his candidacy. And it is true that uh, they can uh, accept these funds mm-hmm. uh, on an annual basis. So if you do intend to support a candidate, do so with your cash because everybody likes a vote, but uh, the cash really makes a big difference uh, for folks getting elected. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, You have a huge stack of stuff. Why don't we jump into some of the more uh, interesting, uh, humorous (laughs) aspects of your research this week? Well, the one I find hilarious is, you know, Massachusetts is going to run out of eggs. 
And eggs. you talked about, yeah, you talked about smart. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm slowly coming three, to the Three con- fellows, they felt smart. Well, for, I, I, uh, don't, I don't fellows, see why we, I don't smart. see. Yeah. Have, have you ever done that no. one? No. You have to say it really quickly. Two fellows. They felt smart. They felt smart. Three fellows, they felt smart. Keep going. Three fellows, they... Oh, no. As fast it, as you can go. Because, no, you end up saying some bleepable <laughs> word. No, I'm not falling for that. I'm not falling for that. Eventually, they all smelt fart. You know, so... <laughs> I'm sure that happens. Anyway, well, eggs in Massachusetts. Well, but you said, you know, Ron Gillum's not the smartest, but i slowly looking at all these so-called no, no, no. smart I, people. I, I didn't say the smartest. I said... It, the he 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 is he doesn't claim to be the well, smartest. That, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't claim to be the smartest. Let's be careful. Okay, yeah, I, I missed that part. Yeah, I, no, I no, 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 no. Ron Ron is a very intelligent person, but he doesn't claim to be the smartest in the room. But, and uh, but which which a lot of people will do. They'll, they yeah. they won't listen. They'll just say no. no, no. I already I've already made up my mind. The the science is settled. Well, yeah, the science is settled, or I know more about this than you do, or yeah. I have information that yeah. you don't have. Overinflated sense of self. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's obviously whoever got this plan together in Massachusetts convinced voters to pass a some kind of a measure that starting in January the 1st, 2022, they're going to destroy 90% of their egg supply, c- cut off, because just the, the you know, the criteria, 1.5 square feet of floor space, and they wanted all egg products and, and eggs imported from other states. So you think about it, egg products. So it's going to become a sanctuary state. For like what? Chickens? <laughs> for, for, for the <laughs> <laughs> you know, chickens from other they'll states? Have, they'll I have like know. an underground railroad for those, those <sighs> chickens that are in the, the, the large farms that, you know, keep them in the dark and, 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 and feed them the hormones and stuff. And the few lucky ones that escape will have to make their way to Massachusetts where the free range... I is guess. enforced by legislation. I I guess, but who would have thought? I mean, this and this measure was passed in 2016. So six years later, some of the people aren't even in Massachusetts anymore. They and went like, to where egg well, freedom they, reigns. Well, they've all moved to Florida. <laughs> you know, seriously, they've all moved to Florida. Do you know how many products contain eggs? Everything, almost. It doesn't, <laughs> you know, and and products. So so really, I mean, what about that? You know, the egg beater stuff on the. You this know, would be the, like like the egg apocalypse of 2021 or 2022. Egg apocalypse. I know, but. Uh, I guess you can convince people to do anything, I even how, against their own. Uh, I wonder you know. how how vacant the the shelves will be, how bare, you know, and and they will all invariably point to. Mm-hmm. Trump did it. No, no, no. Supply chain problems. No, Trump because did because of COVID. No, Trump did it. Well, yeah. No, Trump yeah. did. It. He must have because th- th- this is obviously something that. 2016 was close enough to his election. There must be something. I mean, well, maybe maybe Trump did do it. Maybe he did. He got tired you know? of the left throwing eggs at eggs him. Eggs at him. Right. Yeah, and this was to. this was a clandestine yeah. way to infiltrate. Yeah. So so know. maybe he didn't do it, but he definitely caused the supply chain problem. Right. No, he did. Right. Right. I, I right. know that. I swear. NPR says it all the time. 
you, NPR says that President Trump caused all the supply. Okay, they, they're so never folks, wrong. we know there is at least one person that listens to NPR in our community. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just I'm just using them. I mean, if they can lie, I mean, if Joe Biden can can lie about what he lies about, if, if you know Hillary Clinton can. I don't lie. Lie is a is a really strong word. Then what would you use when can, they can, knowingly... Can we, just, can't we just let them be true to their truth? No, it's like uh, a friend and I had this discussion. I called somebody stupid, and, and she's, I, I, I love her dearly. She's a, she's a wonderful, good friend of mine, but she says, Loretta, you need to find another word to use instead <laughs> of stupid. I said, well, what would you use? I mean, dumb is too nice. Um, unaware is really not what's going on. Intellectually just, challenged. Well, that, no, that's not even st- stupid is much dumber than intellectually challenged. It means at least you have an intellect. And, she's, and, and you know what her reason for it was? And this is where they scare us a lot. Is she said it makes you sound not, you don't sound very she Very was, smart. Well, yeah, that's what she was. And did, I said, you, did you tell her? Bless your heart. No, I told her I honestly don't care because I I was to the point where if they didn't like the word, they should find a way to prove to me that they weren't stupid. That's all I'm saying is just prove to me that you're not stupid. Just make one good decision and, and, and I'll be happy. I won't call you stupid. I don't call people on the street stupid, but you call them evil. You see, that's where... Well, some I of them are no, evil. No, they're, they're, they're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give up. This is a hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> Well, you know, um, I I, uh, I reposted a meme this week. I'm trying to find that mm. right now. Oh no! Uh, in the bowels of uh, Facebook. Oh, did you did you re- did you read this week that Mark Zuckerberg revealed to the world that fact check- checkers? Yeah, our opinion aren't actually using facts. No, they're, checking they're, facts. Yeah, they're not. Did that surprise and amaze you like it did me? Um, no, because I'm not stupid sometimes, and I... <laughs> Wait a second, did I you read. just call me stupid? <laughs> well, I'm assuming that you're on the same page with me, and you knew you knew that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, no, I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the listeners. I'm yeah. assuming that they know that, too. Oh, my gosh. So, we're just... Mark, Mark, Mark. So, so back to this meme. Uh, I don't know how many people have seen the cult classic, uh, The Princess Bride. Great movie. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen it, a long time ago, it's a yeah. great comedy. Yeah. You have to watch it. Yeah. So there's this character in The Princess Bride. His name is Inigo Montoya. Okay. He's a swordsman. Mm-hmm. He's a master swordsman. And his father was a master sword maker. Okay. And, uh, and one day, a six finger, uh, as, as Inigo would say, a six finger man <laughs> come to my father. And he asked for a very special sword. So my father, he says to his six-finger man, I will make this sword for you. Uh-huh. And the sword was finished, and it was the finest of his work. And then the six-finger man came back, and he wanted the sword, but he refused to pay for the sword. He would only give him half. Mm. And so my father said, no, I will not give you this. This is my greatest masterpiece. And the six-finger man then cut him down where he stand. Mm. So I've made it my life's mission. To hunt down the six-finger man. And when I find him, I will say, Hello, <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father. Prepare to die. So anyway, 
You that's that's okay. the best that I can do. Okay. Okay. So uh, you gotta go check out the Princess Bride if you've not seen it. But but so there's this this meme with Inigo Montoya, and this is uh, he says, "Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die." And it says, "Inigo's guide to networking success: one, <laughs> polite greeting; <laughs> two, name; three, relevant personal link; <laughs> and four, manage expectations." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I chuckled, uh, had, a, had a good chuckle at that one. I, I went ahead and reposted it to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club page yeah. and said, engage in more thought-provoking conversation. Mm-hmm. That's a planned resolution for the new year. That's what one of my planned yeah. resolutions is, yeah. is to engage in more thought-provoking conversation. But I would... Like, pre- hello, yeah. hello, my name Maybe. is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father, prepared to prepared die. Prepared to die. <laughs> so. But wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have those kind of conversations? So polite, and, so well, direct, so true. Well, not instead of know. these word salads that people give you that you, you end up going like, what? <laughs> like, you, you want me to open the door. Why don't you just say so? You know, right, right. That type of thing. Where, but politicians always engage in that. They, I think they're afraid to use real words, you know. Um, so speaking of politicians and, and uh, word salad and pandering mm. and, you know, I, I saw something this week that gave me pause. We've had uh, Kelly Shabaka in the, in the shop a number of times here, and um, she seems to be uh, a good alternative to uh, our current Senator Lisa Murkowski. But I saw a photo where she was addressing a group of people, and she was wearing a mask. Mm. And 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 yeah. that, that caused me to catch my breath a yep. little bit. You know, yeah. if I was overly dramatic, I would have clutched my <laughs> chest. <gasps> you know, and no, your beads, your pearls, my, my beads, clutched yes, your pearls. Yes, I would have clutched my. Well, that has a different connotation for me. Oh, well, so. that's true. <laughs> I'm thinking old unless unless Victoria. we're talking about like millennials and then everything's all, you know who knows who knows they speak a different language that's right that's right yeah. it's where where uh, the women are women and so are the men yeah and everything just has a different meaning and everything's offensive right oh well so um that that really caused me pause because I'm you know I've seen Kelly Shabaka in all these other venues mm-hmm. and she's not wearing a mask ever ever fundraisers, public speeches, all this kind of stuff. But then she goes before this group, and I can't remember the group. You can look it up on uh, Must Street Alaska, but um, she's wearing a mask. And, you know, if I were king for the day and it, or, or a candidate for Senate, you know, I would be tempted to step up. There goes Mr. Uh, Glenn Denning. Good to see you. City councilman for Kenai oh. walking out with a cup of ammo can coffee. He may never come back now that I named him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, one of the good conservative uh, folks over there in Kenai fighting back against the darkness. But anyway, um, if I were king for the day, the last thing that I would be doing is pandering and. Pandering, I think it 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 uh, telegraphs one of two things: either you're not as resolved to 
an ideological or uh, principled position as you would like some people to believe or you are not as confident in your position going into a fight now Kelly Shabak is going into a fight mm-hmm. and Lisa Murkowski is going to pull out all the stops to keep her power and so it's easy to pontificate from an armchair and say here's what I would do yeah it is but as a potential constituent for Miss Shabaka what I would do as we look at the example from Inigo Montoya <laughs> is engage in a more thought-provoking conversation and rather than fawn all over her candidacy and say you know uh give her accolades and attaboys at every turn i would encourage her and her staff to take a second look at what their actual goal is if they want to play to the center and they don't want to take a principled position and they feel uh less than confident maybe they haven't read the tea leaves correctly because everyone that i talk to both in the club and outside of the club agrees yeah lisa murkowski has to go the other thing that they all agree on is that kelly's a pretty darn good candidate to replace her and so i would ask her to not to pander out of a place of of uh, insecurity because truly i think that's you know actually that's what i'm hoping she's doing right now is that she's just insecure and this is just a a little reflection of her insecurity and I'm hoping it's not the other case where she's a good storyteller, but actually is less principled than we hope for in our new leadership. And so, you know, she still has time to make it very clear how she feels. But, you know, my thought is if some group wants to see me and I'm running for an office mm-hmm. and I feel very strong about liberty yeah. and personal choice around masking and the rest of my life I'm not wearing a mask and then I go in front of this group, yeah. that if they want me to be there, then they need to let me be who I am and not tell me, would you please wear a mask? But on the other hand, she watched what they did to President Trump. So she knows the establishment has... It's fingers in everything, and I'm sure she's much more connected to Washington than oh, you yeah. or I, and, oh, yeah, and yeah. She, some she, of her uh, staff is connected to Washington, and obviously they're telling her things, and it takes a tremendous amount of courage. I mean, you look at Ron DeSantis. Well, she's, she's been getting a lot yeah. of, a lot of uh, um, endorsements lately. Mm-hmm. I reposted one of her endorsements, uh, I guess it would be 22 hours ago. Okay. And, that and was this was from Rick Grinnell. He was the former acting oh. director of National oh, Intelligence. Oh, I love him. He's, he's gay. He was the first. <laughs> no, but that it, it's an interesting one. Well, because that was an interesting lead. <laughs> no, no. Uh, he, and this is, I say that because, you know, all the demonization that they did, he was one of the first gay men conservative gay men or even gays to have that position Mm -hmm. that high position and everybody forgot that right you know so (laughs) some of us didn't even know it (laughs) oh no i I didn't know he was gay no i've been following him for years 
So maybe one of the reasons I didn't know he was gay was because apparently he didn't shout it from the rooftops everywhere he went. Well, and that's the other thing, because he just did his job. And what was he? He was... um, He was the former acting director of National Intelligence. And he was an ambassador to something, I thought, before that or something, too. Well, what he says in his endorsement is, I've seen the way Washington, D.C. operates and how the swamp works to always be in charge. It is crucial that Alaskans send Kelly Shabaka to represent them in the Senate. It. Kelly is smart, conservative, and says that, and says what she means. I'm proud to endorse an American first fighter like Kelly Shabaka. So, if yeah. you're an American first fighter and you yeah. say what you mean, and if you say that masking, and I'm not saying Kelly has said this because I can't recall her actually saying it. No, she's that yeah. that masking is uh, a personal choice and shouldn't be um, forced on people. Yeah. Um, but if that's her position, that it that it's a liberty uh, liberty first sort of perspective, then then she needs to be very clear in what she telegraphs to those when she goes into public settings. The fact that she's wearing a mask in this recent this recent uh, article, and I'd have to go back and you know maybe they pulled an old photo of her from a, a different time, but Suzanne might, might be, yeah. Su- Suzanne's uh, Downing's generally pretty careful about that. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it is it is like I said, just gave me a little pause, a little catch. I in, inhaled a little bit. And went, <gasps> but uh oh, yeah. And I don't know. To me, I've done some reading and on uh, on this issue. You know, the, the the Washington Swamp. I wanted to understand why President Trump failed, and he really did in terms of um. He, he was a success, but he never got rid of the swamp as much. And it is so deeply entrenched, and there's so many... Um, there's one position that... And, and they all relative... They, you know, they don't have the power of the president, but when you go into... Whether you're a senator or a representative there, you have to have a deep, uh, you know, backfield behind you because you just don't go in alone. You go in and you've got your advisors and you've got your staff in your office. And, and some of the, you know, I, when I went in Don Young's office, he had 20 people sitting in a room. And that was just the ones we saw. That wasn't all the rest of the staff that he had. And one of the things that happened with President Trump was because he upset the establishment so much. You know, you saw this when you were in Juneau. They cut him off. Uh, you know, he had one office called the PPO office or something, and it's it it staffs three thousand people. And whereas a, a Democrat goes in and can staff those three three thousand people easily because people just show up and stand outside, he couldn't. President Trump couldn't. And I wonder if Kelly Shabaka is starting to understand that that hey, if she crosses, you know, too far. And I'm not I'm not excusing her, but I'm just saying I think I would be terrified when they sit down and say, hey, you know, by the way that, um, you know, you burn too many bridges. Wait, this I, is think, what's going to I happen. think we're arriving in a place, though, where the people of Alaska are begging for a folk hero, a Robin Hood who's going to come in and address the injustice. But she never started out that way. You see, that was the thing. She started in the swamp. Yeah, she never started out that way, so she didn't she didn't have the naivete that President Trump had. 
He came in totally obliv- oblivious. Well, she's, she's seen to, the she's seen the bowels of the swamp. Exactly, so, and, so I'm, and that's, that's what my, I'm seeing. Well, my 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 argument to counter that would be because she's seen the bowels, right? I would think that she would have started out the gate with that kind of a a presentation, but that's not what happened. She started out very forcefully, very strongly, saying, "I'm we're going to do these, this, and this, and right the ship." But now with this photo. Yeah. And also with how we've seen her courting both sides of the uh, the Republican divide between the establishment, sort of the legacy political actors, the, yeah. the, the folks who were in party leadership generationally, yeah. and the grassroots. You know, you have to understand that the allure of the establishment is their deep bank account. Well, and the, and, and the, all the players they have on the team, you know, um, was reading something. It's either Wisconsin or one of those states. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg is challenging uh, some of the results. And the Which comment, is ironic. Well, <laughs> but it's now there's some uh, legal thing going on. And the comment in the article was, lawyers came out of the woodwork. He had had a, a slew of lawyers that just came out and said, hey, we're going to help you. Right. Whereas if it was a conservative issue. And, and well, this see, is all see, part the establishment, of... The establishment has that too. Yeah. The establishment has that. And, <clears throat> and so, so when choosing to partner with the establishment, you... I got to clear my throat just a second. But the establishment, the establishment may have that, but they're not conservative. I'm sorry because no, 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 no. They're they're crony, they're crony capitalists, yeah, the, and they've the just cho- chosen a vehicle yeah. called republicanism to, yeah, and, to accomplish and, and, their ends. You know, if you put a paper bag over their head and put them on the other side of the aisle and watch the way they vote, you couldn't tell that they were supposedly elected as a republican. Lisa Murkowski, at least. Right. I mean, you can't tell. I mean, if you just you know, put a sheet over her. No, sheet's the wrong one. <laughs> I'm, I'm Canadian, so sheets don't have bad connotations. <laughs> put a blanket over her head. <laughs> put her in a box and let her talk, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. That's a, but that's, a, you know, that, that's interesting because that's that cultural thing. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you guys say stuff. Yeah. Americans say things that I've been here 30 years that when you say them and I can't say them because shocks your <laughs> those words are banned. They're just like and you guys say who, who things bans them because in when you say them in Canada, it means it's it's really nasty. They're either re- relating to like a sexual uh, activity or a color of, you know, like. And, oh, right, and right, right, right. So like. Yeah, like 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 a fag in England is, is, is a, cigarette, a cigarette, you know, you know and, and pants. Pants in Scotland are ladies' undergarments. Mm, yeah. So, so when I was in Scotland and I, I was uh, being trained how to speak. Yeah. By our Scottish guide, he said, "If you spill something on your trousers, yes, don't say I spilled <laughs> something on my pants because the people in the pub are going to look at you as a little light in your, uh, <laughs> in your yeah. loafers yeah. because uh, uh, if you're wearing women's underwear, yeah, yeah. you know." Gonna, they're, yeah. they're going to think differently. They get the you. wrong impression. <laughs> they get the wrong impression. But I wonder. So I, words of yeah. meaning. But I'm just trying to give Kelly some grace because I saw something, and this is a very touchy thing, um, the whole um, Salvation Army thing. Oh yeah. Um, 
it's it's very touchy because I do understand it's a good charity, but I also think it tells us that we're living in a world in which um, they've demonized one group of people so much that everyone feels very comfortable going after them. And the Salvation Army, obviously, in Alaska, knowing the, the demographics they of got, Alaska. They got woke. Yeah, they got woke, and they wanted you, the Salvation Army across America, when you donated to think about how, you, you know, your your privilege and how you, the bad things, essentially, you've done to people. See, but this, this, and, is, what, this is what the enemy does. Whether you want to talk about the enemy as a flesh and blood enemy or a spiritual enemy, yeah. Um, you know, they they co-opt. Yes. They co-opt our institutions, our cultural yes. uh um the organizations that we support and we hold we aloft as sort of sort of uh flagships of of conservatism. You know, the American Boy Scouts yes. are a good example of this. Yes. You know, they they come in, they infiltrate, they co-opt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 then the other thing is that they silence churches. They they silence yes. people, especially in the Christian faith. Yes. Because I, I don't really see this happening to Buddhists no, or, the, no. or to people no. of, you know, the Hindu faith no. or um, the, the various other, you know, religions out there, world religions. But um, they try to tell the church, this is political territory. You can't talk about this yes. issue when really everything's spiritual. Yes. As a Christian, we can look at almost any issue that you call political and we can, t- we can tie it yes. in the Bible to a spiritual issue mm-hmm. and but they co-opt it and they say no no this is off limits this is forbidden you can't talk about this because this is we own this topic it's a political issue and so therefore you have no bearing no, you can't you can't weigh in on this you no. can't sermonize on it you can't uh compel people to act in a certain way around this issue because because now that's that's uh, getting into the realm of politics or, or- you know, with the the Salvation Army, well, uh, people have boycotted it this year, yeah. and, and the comments and, and, and rightly, rightfully so, rightfully and, and, so, and it sucks for for those families who depend on them, and during hard and lean times. But how else do we? Because it's purely a it's purely a charity. They they depend on donations. How else do people express their? They're the idea that this is wrong for them even to enter that field, and then to point of the matter is. Well, I'm I'm glad you asked the question because I have an answer. Okay, what's the answer? Do I want to know it? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think the idea of the Salvation Army is great. Yes, they're a big national international organization. They do a lot of good work around the the, the world, but it is the tendency of most folks to. Find something they like that allows them just to write a check mm-hmm. or yes. drop a few coins, yes. say, and make them feel good for that moment. I've done my bit. Yeah. And then go back to their leisure. Yeah. And not be bothered with actively putting their hand to the plow yeah. and being part of the organized solution. Yeah. Which really, let's talk about what the Salvation Army does. They clothe people. Mm-hmm. They feed people. Mm-hmm. They shelter people. They help people out of addictions. They have they have uh, treatment centers. Um, they they work with battered women. Mm-hmm. They work with destitute families. So so these are all great things. But you have to ask the question: What would happen if instead of leaning on the small handful of people that represent the Salvation Army in our local community? 
we each took an active role to push the plow. Yeah. Because my contention would be that, or not contention, I guess that's the wrong word, but um, I would postulate. (laughs) I would postulate. uh, We're going to use hyper-intellectual words Uh, today. I would postulate that... uh, we would have a much better community. We would have actually something called neighborly love. We'd actually have a community. We would have, oh, yes. Well, not we'd just, actually have community. Not, not just a loose, loosely no, no. Uh, uh, located and yeah. situated people that collection live in, of people. Yeah, people that live in houses in places called Kenai, Soldat, and Nikiski. We'd actually have community where people right. knew what was going on and they, you know, in, instead of us, you know, you did a fundraiser the other day, which I think is a wonderful thing, but at one time... You didn't do fundraisers, you know, the Amish. They just go fix it. Right. No, they do. Right. They just right. go fix it. Right. I mean, they don't have to have a fundraiser. Right. And, and they really, just go fix really, it. our fundraiser didn't fix it. No. You know, we had, no. there, was, there was a woman uh, yeah. down in Anchor Point who lost her home in a fire, and she's a single mom, mm-hmm. three kids, you know, six year old daughter, four year old daughter, six month old boy, right? Going into the holidays, and, um, you know, we have a men's group that meets here on Wednesday night. It's called Band of Brothers Men's Fellowship. Um, that I'm going to make a little plug here. That runs from 6 to 9. Uh, the fellowship starts actively at 7. Um, but we were sitting around on our regular Wednesday meeting, and somebody brought this up and said, Hey, yeah. uh, somebody in my church yeah. uh, said there was this woman who lost her everything. Everything. Yeah. You know, not her children. No. But, you know, thankfully. Possessions. But but everything that she yes. owned in the world. And and. Uh, wouldn't it be neat if we did something for her? Yeah. Let's. What can we do? Yeah. And so you know, it's very quickly decided we would we would throw together a spaghetti feed. Yeah. It didn't cost a lot of money, you know, and the spaghetti was no gourmet, you know, treat. Uh-huh. Um, it was basic fare, you know. Uh, we had some donations. Uh, we had some excellent, you know, breads that were made and provided, and and we had a white sauce and a red sauce, mm-hmm. and but the bottom line is is. We had about 50 people show up, and very, very short notice. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we only really advertised it three or four days before the event. Um, and uh, we raised over $1,500. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, just, yeah. just like that. Now, yeah. now it would be nice if, if we could bring our culture to a place where, like the Amish, mm-hmm. we would go down and see that burned-out structure and rebuild it. Yeah. And just say, okay, what's it going to take to rebuild this structure yeah. and just rebuild it? Yeah. But, you know, we, we have ceded that part of our culture to yes. things like insurance companies. Yeah. Government And lawyers and government yep. organizations and huge yep. national and international organizations like the Red Cross or yep. the Salvation Army or whatever. And is it any wonder when we see them response, respond like these big corporate entities that they actually are? Yes. And that, yeah. And... Get woke yeah. and have their core guiding philosophy of charity co-opted by the left. Because yeah. this was not a conservative person that came up with this policy. Yeah. Co-opted by the left and told, charity is not enough. We now have to guilt people into yeah. it. So tell us about the guilt. So what was it exactly that, what was the policy that they were? Well, they wanted you as you donated. They were, it was actually, it came out of a, a policy manual that they had for the people that 
were ringing the bells or even other people. And you even in have the, the, the page number. Well, I, it said, yeah, in the document, it was like page five. Page five. Is what, uh, so you grab, get a, grab a policy a, a, manual salvation from the Salvation Army, Army bell ringers and, and, uh, program. Yeah, they didn't have. page yeah. five. So they, um, but they wanted you to think about the things that you'd done through your privilege. Essentially, they were trying to make you feel guilty. In addition to wanting your money, they wanted to make you feel bad if you were a certain, you know, economic level or whatever because guilty people always give more yeah you know and we really need to be beaten over the head with it you know the fact that we've actually accomplished something in life some people we're been lucky enough not to lose our house in a fire yeah you know (laughs) i should feel guilty that my house didn't burn down yeah but because that in 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 actuality is is the result of white privilege yeah i guess i guess because i have a home that's built to a standard that won't it's yeah, less likely yeah, to build down. Nice houses burn down too. Burn down rather, yeah. Nice houses burn down too. But yeah. Kelly Chewbacca was one of the. So they were doing a bell ringing thing today, at four different places, and the the money is being matched. Every dollar that drop gets dropped in the little kettle is matched. And Kelly Chewbacca is one of the people that's matching that. And I was very disappointed. There were a couple other people too, but I noticed her because she's come along and said, well, I'm going to be the change that you need. And I'm going, well, okay, but like what change? Are you not noticing that this, this is what's sweeping? I mean, we've got a, the Build Back Better bill specifically targeted. It, it's, it's, you don't want to say anti-white, but it specifically targets groups. No, no, it's anti-white. But it's taking money from everyone. I mean, it's not, you know, people don't understand that well, we're it, not. It, it was money that we didn't earn. We didn't build it that, uh, as Barack Obama was so clear to point out, we didn't build that. And so we don't deserve that. I guess. But when you look at the demographics of the United States, uh, I think it's 60% of the United States still is Caucasian or people that identify as white or are white. That's a lot of guilty people. Well, but then why would you have a bill, a huge bill, that the majority of it is, is opposed to that? Because so, we, we have people who are playing to the optics. And so the question for Kelly, as we, is, is, as we take Inigo Montoya's uh, yeah. example here, as, you know, we're not being mean, we're being polite. No. Um, we're just asking questions. Because she could have just not... The simple solution was, and there was, there were not, it was not all politicians that donated. There were a lot of businesses that donated to, to do the matching. She could have just not donated. You know, she could have, she could have, there could have been five other places she could have, she could have given money to the food bank. Do you know how she announced that? Was it publicly or was it through a private? No, it was on a radio show and he announced who the uh, people were that donated to, um, Hmm. match okay and there were probably 25 30 different companies you know see that the <laughs> and so it so wasn't, then so yeah. then the question has to be asked yeah is it charity at all well, I don't or know. is it advertising dollars well but because the, because yeah. when you give I, I when get you it. you know and 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 somebody could point at ammo can and say well you guys talk about your your uh, fundraiser so you're you know you're raising raising awareness about you it's all about you it's not about mm. about the woman who lost her home but, i don't think so but you know when no. when when you know i guess if we can go roll the tape back a couple of years it used to be that things that we heard about salvation army was where there were these specific locations around the country where 
the bell ringers would always get gold coins dropped in, you know, worth thousands anonymously. And nobody ever knew. No. And that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. That was, that was like, like the essence of charity. That's what it should be. That's what it should be. You're the Bible. What does it say? Don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing or something or in terms of... I would have to look at it to see what the context was. Yeah, but it's... But it was but, a nice context. But, but, it was there, but, but yeah. there was there was the the day in this in in the temple when Christ was sitting there with his with his uh, entourage, mm-hmm. and uh, they noticed yeah. the widow, yeah, who gave her might, yeah. And Christ pointed out, you know, the, the wealthy person, yeah. people were up there making these loud yes. proclamations yeah. about how much money they, they were giving, given. but it was such a small percentage. Of their wealth, where the widow's might, she she was giving a mite for those who are not familiar with the old language, um, was not uh, necessarily a bed bug. It was, uh, or or a, or a body bug. It was yeah. a. Uh, it was yeah. very it was very small. Sm- it was like small like amount. less than a penny. Yeah, you know? small amount. Very but, small amount. But it was amount. a large proportion but it of was what everything her, yes, she had. It was everything she had. And so, yeah. so the heart of the yeah. matter was was the subject matter of that conversation. And so, as we enter the season of uh, celebrating the birth of Christ, mm-hmm. and um, yes, Christmas time. Uh, we can reflect on things like the widow's might. We can reflect on things like charity, helping widows and orphans, the destitute, the mentally infirm, you know, our friends and neighbors who miss out or uh, lose something due to tragedy, uh, those people who've lost a loved one recently. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of people hurting in this time. And rather than doing things with an eye towards optics. Yeah, and that I, I guess that's what upset me because I've got four other articles here. There's so many other choices, you know, where outdoor recreation space is a white-dominated space. That's the new one. Um, Wreaths Across America is a carpet-bombing cemeteries with a Christian gang symbol. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, um, you know, someone has a whole article on the marginalized and the underserved, and, of course, they tend never to be poor poor Caucasians or anything like that is is it it just is eliminated from that so of all the choices i mean this is a this is a, a revered organization the salvation army that's just chosen to go after a segment of society the last 3 homeless people that have been in this shop yeah. have all been caucasian yeah well we live in Alaska. We're pretty white up here, well, you know. You know, so there's, a, there's, your, a, there's, there's a there's a there's a pretty large, large native population native, too, you know. which that that sort of rolls back to another story about how how there's a big grant that's being rolled into um, the Kenai Peninsula Borough School District oh. to expand educational access to native students who who don't have access through the school system. But I thought they aren't they building it? Aren't the Kenaitsi building their own school? I don't know how. Well, that that's that's a. I think that's that a, a, a like a head start. Oh, or, is that a head start? A, so big, it it, it pre-K. doesn't. Okay, okay, um, so it's lower. You know, maybe yeah. a kindergarten too. I don't know, yeah. but uh, but the but I saw a comment about this. It was yeah. on KSRM's uh, news feed. They were yes. talking about this money, and somebody said, "Excuse me, uh, can you tell me what barriers exist to the Alaska Native population on the peninsula to education? Because the the schools are all open. Yeah. Um, and actually, if you 
if you are Alaska Native and you want to go to college, yeah, they you, have special funds programs. set aside, and they yes. have they have an Alaska Native Student uh, Services yes. program yes. that will connect you and all of your financial aid so that you actually have expanded access. So yeah. what are the barriers they're talking about? And and really it's this spinning of a narrative yes, that that is. uh you know privilege and racism are are just rampant in our in our community mm-hmm. and that uh that we have this great evil here that mm-hmm. we have to somehow overcome and and we need to feel guilty about it and we need to just step out of the way and and acknowledge the wrongs of our past, you know, a past that I didn't have any control over creating and isn't even my past. It's, you know, well, and, and my, my people were, uh, were immigrants themselves well, and running I, from yeah. English oppression. Yeah. Wow. And they've chosen to do this in such a, a, a way that there's no thinking behind it. It's this, they've, they've created where people automatically react. I was reading another story about a jury trial in the lower 48 in which they refused the, the African-American jurors. It's been declared a mistrial. Because it was an African American man, he killed and tortured, he he tortured and beat and killed a woman, and they refused to convict him. He was caught, and they refused, and they just the African American jury said, "No, we're not we're we're not going to follow the law. We can't." So look what they've done, and I I really believe this. This attitude has leaked into all kinds of services, and well, the the Marxists are winning. Right now, yeah, the, they're, yes, they're they winning. are. The Marxists they're, they're, are winning. They're very much and, so, yes. And, and uh, you know, they clearly ha- are playing the long game. Yeah. While, while you know, what is it, bread and circuses? Yeah, bread and circuses, yeah. You Juvenile. Know, yeah. You know, if you entertain them and feed them, they don't notice if you take away their liberties right. and their freedoms. Right, just give them bread and circuses. Yeah. And, and, and um, we're, we're definitely doing that, you know. So this is a, a little note I jotted uh, or more dictated to Siri this week. Uh, according to a CDC report cited on the Sean Hannity show and reported by guest uh, um, host Louis Gomer, uh, who sits in Congress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there were just under 1,600 flu-related deaths during the 2020 yeah. to 2021 they, they uh, reporting yeah. period Co- for, flu for, for flu. Um, but the previous reporting period, there were 61,000 deaths. Yes, yes. And, and uh, when they reviewed the CDC data mm-hmm. to say, well, how, how can this be? How can we go from 61,000 flu deaths to 1,200 to in, one, in the space of one year? Yeah, it's impossible. Well, the CDC... Defended this, yeah. This uh, and and defined it by saying, "Well, Mask most work. likely it's it's because <laughs> of social distancing, masking, and the lockdowns. Yeah, anything. that the flu decreased like this. But conversely, yeah, we can see a spike mm-hmm. in COVID, COVID related, yeah, death. Yeah. So masking, social distancing didn't work, right." No, it, it didn't. If that's their rationale, I right, mean, right. If, but, if, but see, viral... they're, they're using this faulty logic. They, oh yes. And on the one hand, they say, "Well, this worked. This yeah. is this is proof positive Th- that, that it this works. works." But on the other hand, all the statistics, yeah, on the COVID side, yeah, it's not working. Say it's not working. Yeah, and and I, it's nothing I, to see yeah. here. And people don't the, the 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 American populace 
does not drill deeper no, as, they, as, they, as, they, as, yeah. as a as yeah. a as a horde of people right yeah. Yeah. and and uh, they're they're too amused. It was something somebody brought up the other day that their father-in-law used to say, you know, the problem with the world is everybody's too darned amused. Musing being to think and yeah. amusing being the lack of thought. Yeah. And and that everybody's too amused with their bread and circuses. Yes, they are. To pay attention yeah. and drill mm-hmm. deeper than just the surface soundbite. Yeah. And that's, that's what we have come to is a nation of soundbites and men, not a nation of thought and law. Yeah, and the, just to add on to what Louis Gomert said there, we're, we're much higher vaccinated for COVID than we are for the flu. I don't think, if you look at flu vaccinations, I don't think they get anywhere near the, what is it they're saying in the over 65 group, we're up to almost 90-something percent. 90-something percent of people over the age of 55 are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And in the other group, it's like 60 to 70 percent. You can look up the, fl- the records for flu vaccinations. That never reaches anywhere near that. So, so according to a study cited by Dr. Ron Paul, yeah, 75 percent of Omicron infections yeah. are in the vaccinated. Yeah, no, they are. They're very much so. Now, this, is do- this is Dr. Ron Paul. Yeah. This is not yeah. Rand Paul. This yeah. is his father. Yeah, the father. And but, but worldwide, I think that bears out. I think you've got countries like, um, even, what were they saying? In England, the case rates uh, are just are, are spiraling exponentially. They're much higher than they were before. And... Uh, this is in a highly vaccinated. They're up in the 90s when you get into the over 65, I think. Well, the, I, I, I looked at uh, that study this week and mm-hmm. said 81%. In England or uh, in the England, US? Yeah. In England of yeah. the Delta variant deaths okay. were in vaccinated, vaccinated. people. Vaccinated. 81% yeah. of their Delta yeah. deaths are in vaccinated people. And yet, it's the it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's right. The the unwashed of the unwashed. The unwashed. The who disease. Who they're soon not going to let us vote if we're unvaccinated. Right. That's the new thing. Is if you're not vaccinated. Yeah, so tell you us can't a little vote. bit about that. Well, that one is just it's it's just been. What's the source on that one? Okay, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, well, while you're looking for that, you know, it's just I'm tired of politicians doing things for the optics, believing that we're too stupid to ask them these direct questions like Diego Montoya. Yeah. And and just accepting us to accept what they're spoon feeding us. You know, for instance, Congressman Don Young. Mm. I was driving down the road. I, I, I was so upset when i heard this i yeah, almost he's turned doing the radio some scary off. things well you know he had an ad on the radio encouraging people to get vaccinated because yeah. he got vaccinated to protect his friends and family you know this was ironic because don young was in this shop yeah the same week that i got covid yes and he announced he had covid oh he got covid uh-huh he was stumping all over the state, had been to who knows how many venues, yeah. and he came into my shop. Yeah. I probably got COVID from, from Don him. Young. Yeah. But the, the, the irony here is that he survived COVID yeah. and had age. the antibodies. Yeah. So he had this super immune system set up. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say that he got the shot yeah. to 
quote protect his friends and family. But and so so here's the thing. How he's does it protect either them? he's either an flipping moron. He is. Because he yeah, you're going to side with stupid. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to postulate that he uh I don't or, think that, he's that's evil. the word of the day by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to postulate that uh that there's something more sinister. That he didn't actually get the shot, that he's saying he got the shot, mm. but he knows darn well. You know, Congress exempted themselves from a lot of things yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. And and we saw that, that shot that Joe Biden apparently got in that weird contrived room when they basically shot it out the window, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, here he is compelling us to make a medical decision because of the, quote, decision he made— yeah. to protect his his friends and family, guilting us, yeah. basically saying, if you don't do this, you don't care for your friends and family. That's, I mean, that's the converse yeah, that's side what they're saying. Of, yeah. of what he's telegraphing, yeah. Yeah. what yeah. he's virtue signaling, you know, that you are not virtuous unless you do this, and I'm yeah. your good old Uncle Don, yeah. and you need to just follow my example. But, well, well, he's a flipping moron yeah. if he took the vaccine after surviving yeah. COVID because he just destroyed his natural immunity. Well, is, is, and he yeah. took an experimental drug yeah. into his body that's likely to yeah. kill him. But is he is he getting all the boosters, too, and everything? Because it's not enough to just... If you really believe it, it's not enough just to get the one vaccine and then the next one. But they're now doing the boosters. How much? Com- how committed is he? And it makes no sense. When I, we're I looking- think he's not telling us the truth. Honestly, I, I think I think that he's lying boldface to the the Alaskan public, and he is he is uh, he is just like Peter Michicki did his commercial. You know, yeah. just like all all of these these talking heads yeah. that did, are part did, of this established have to be. crony. Yeah, you know. And, yeah. and I don't believe for a minute, I don't believe for a minute that know, after surviving COVID that he went and got a shot because yeah. he's got a lot of information coming to him. And and, well, and unless you know, his with, brain is so addled. Yeah. Which, which flu was it? Was it Mike Mike Wallace? The, which is the, yeah, Mike Wallace is the father of Chris Wallace. Okay. And it, it was on... 60 minutes he did that expose it wasn't the swine flu or was it the swine flu where the they 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 put the vaccine on the market they convinced a bump yeah, and they yeah, had a, 1976 was okay. the year I was born was it swine flu yeah it was swine okay. flu and and they actually and four, had 400 people died yeah from and they they it. took and they it off it. They but they, it. but they had people that said they'd gotten the vaccine and then they downright lied about some people they actually said oh you know, um, this Hollywood actress and that Hollywood actress, and they went and asked them, they said, no, we didn't. And then they had people that pretended, too. So they've done it before. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and speaking of dead people, mm. you know, so if you go to the VERS reporting system, we're now at over 20,000 people who have died as a result of receiving Mm. one of the three available COVID-19 vaccines. That they will acknowledge. Right, right. That they will acknowledge. Right, right. And we already have talked about the Harvard study that said it's only collecting maybe at best about 10%. 10%. So we're looking at more like 200,000 people have uh, have have died died. from From the complications associated with taking one of the three vaccines. And... They're saying we just crossed the threshold in the United States of eight hundred thousand dead due to COVID. I don't believe that. No so, either. so let's yeah. just let's just work this backwards a little bit and say, okay, so in the previous reporting period, before this last reporting period, there were sixty-one thousand deaths according to the flu mm-hmm. that were that were uh, yeah. attached to the flu. Yeah. Then we went to under two thousand deaths. Yeah. 
So what happened to the other fifty? Right, right. You know, so, under so, so let's 000. let's just let's just let's just as a thought experiment say, what if there were fifty thousand flu-related deaths? Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, so so that's a nice little percentage of eight hundred thousand. Yeah, take that out. You know, take that out, and then let's talk about pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about COPD. Uh, let's talk about some of the other, uh, respiratory uh, diseases that people die from, um, and remove those numbers from the data and then look at all those remaining that are attached to COVID in some way, actual COVID, and then measure that against the 200,000 deaths that are likely to actually be the real number around these vaccines. Mm Mm-hmm. And say, how much harm is being done as it relates to the good that's being done? How many people has it saved? How many people has it killed? And then we have to then also say, just because you get COVID does not mean that you have a death sentence. No, for a lot of people, it's... They survive. And even for people... Most people. And even... For people that have other comorbidities, we all know someone. Most people survive. Yes. yes. So, so we can now take that that data point yeah. and look at the two hundred thousand dead yeah. from COVID vaccines, and say how many of those people would have actually contracted COVID. Well, and see here, we're assuming that vaccines are going to make it to where you don't attra- get COVID, which we're seeing that's not the case. Mm. 81% of the dead in the UK under Delta have already received a vaccine. So yeah. so, so you make all these assumptions and they just pile on top, on top, on top, on top of each other and, until you have this big stack of assumptions and nobody dissects... Nobody wants to. Nobody dissects yeah. this and says, okay, let's use logic and reason here yeah. no. to say what is likely the case. Well, the most likely uh, reality is that medicine has been weaponized for profit and control. And and they have effectively used a willing media to do it because media only exists to make money. Yeah. If you look at newspapers, their revenue, well they're dying, but their revenue is not generated by their subscriptions. Their revenue is generated by their advertising. advertising. And what sells news? Death. <laughs> Destruction. Yeah. Mayhem. We don't have newspapers telling us all of the sunshiny stories about neighbors doing beautiful things for each other. You know, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> it's usually skull and crossbones yeah. and smoking guns yeah. and... and uh, you know, deceit and deception well, and, and despair. Yeah, and and a lot of it is is just to roil the waters even more. If you look at the Anchorage Daily News or whatever that thing out in Anchorage is called, the People's Press. People's <laughs> all the major stories are Associated Press. They're not even local stories. They're just regurgitated, and the one or two that that are local stories tend to be political operatives. I mean, I've seen their names on ballots before. That's who they've got writing for them, and they're not. They're very political. Um, they 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 walk the party line. They 
tell people what they think they want to know. They just give them verification of what they think is right. And I've got a book I'm going to read. It's called Pandemia Demia by Alex Berenson, who's been wonderful. He's He's been driven onto Substack. He went off of Twitter. They banned him from Twitter. But he's a former New York Times reporter that has followed the pharmaceutical industry when he wrote for the New York Times. So he under, so for him, this pandemic was a natural fit because he knew that he knew how to look at a he knew how to look at a, a research abstract. He knew who to call. He knew who, and from the be- very beginning of March of 2020, he's had really clear information that none of what we know is right. Uh, the, 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 and and, the, and the, most people would know that if they had a basic understanding of 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 how to structure an argument and to critically dissect yeah. an opponent's argument, use critical thinking yeah. skills. But the schools are not no. interested in critical no. thinking. No. They're interested in critical race theory and social yeah. engineering. And, and, and how to become a, a victim. But one of the things he says in his book, and I'm going to verify this, is he talked about a lot of the deaths early on in New York. Right. Were um, a lot of the treatment was not to treat the patient; it was to protect the doctors. So they put a lot of these people on ventilators mm-hmm. because that was a way. When you're on a ventilator, your your you know your exhalations don't go out into the atmosphere; they're re, they're breathed and they're filtered and whatnot. And that was what caused a lot of the early deaths, where people were put on vents ventilators when they didn't need to be. And nobody talks about that. I've not seen that anywhere. But he's gone in; he's talked to people. And how many deaths do we have like that? How many deaths did we have here? Well, and, and, Mistreatment. And, and that goes back to money. Yeah. That goes back to money because you don't have to go on a vent unless you can't breathe. Yeah. And if you get better, you can breathe. If yeah. you don't get better, you can't breathe. breathe. So when you come and you say, hey, doc, I'm starting to have some issues and I might not be able to breathe. Yeah. They say, go home until you can't breathe. Yeah. Then come back and we'll yeah. put you on a vent. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, we'll go. We'll put you on room desivere. Yeah. Then we'll put you on a vent. Yeah. And being on a vent, you know, you're going to you're going to end up in a uh, somebody just got terrified when they saw our on air <laughs> sign. They Aww. thought that they were going to interrupt. Talk. <laughs> yeah. They're they're actually on the phone with somebody. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, it's it all comes back to money. And uh, I, I was talking with uh, I think it was uh, April Orth was talking about how. Or maybe maybe it was you. I, I've mm-hmm. talked to a couple of people this week, but um, uh, watching the um, CEO of the hospital mm-hmm. uh, speak with the borough assembly yeah. recently. Yeah, that was the lady at the meeting. We had our meeting. And, She'd gone, and yeah. only talking about money and yeah. having two Rick fellows Davis. in suits that yeah. uh, look like they might be bodyguards, yeah. and which is uh, what which an, is kind of funny. No, but what what an over exaggerated <laughs> opinion of himself. Yeah, yeah, do we really think we need bodyguards? Well, it's it, like it, when they, it tells no. me one thing. It tells me we're paying him too much. Wow. Well, it, it, it's <laughs> like when they drove us out of the parking lot. Right. 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 I the mean, empty come par- on. The empty parking lot. The empty lot. parking lot. Right. It's just these people have an overinflated view of their importance in the world. You know, well, somebody. They're, they're part of a cabal. I, I'm going to go back to evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rick Davis doesn't get to be where he is by being stupid. Oh, you can be stupid, but be very clever. You can be stupid, and you can be wealthy. I mean, you can. We're gonna can. have to drill down into your definition of stupid. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm so, gonna. So, I'm, so, I was gonna. So, I'll look that so, up over so Christmas. So, my definition of stupid is like the the guy that wears the one suspender no. and his and his and his pants are still sagging. No, and you know he's got the sideways hat no. and you know sort of the oafish expression. Barack Obama's stupid. 
Okay. Barack Obama is a stupid man. He's uh, very well spoken. I'm sorry for those of you who were just triggered. Yeah, by the word stupid. <laughs> right. But Hillary Clinton. No, no, no. Uh, by the Clinton, word Barack Obama. Oh, Hillary Clinton's a stupid <laughs> woman. Think about how. Okay. She chooses to go on and read her acceptance speech. Right. Like five years later. Yeah. And cries while she's doing it? Yeah. That woman is stupid. She she is so oblivious to reality. She needs to drink more gin or something or change <laughs> to vodka. I don't know. Maybe that maybe her drink of choice is not working anymore. I don't know. But that no no just because someone has a suspender, you know, like a one, you know, barely on. Barely on. Saggy white t-shirt. They're not several. No. Several uh, I, some of the mangy, some you of the, know, the the best beagles. the best dressed people <laughs> I've ever seen in my life that drive fancy cars are like really stupid. Yeah, really, they are, and uh, I think we need to clarify. I will. I will do some good research, and I will define it very clearly because maybe we could start a movement. Because if it offends them that much, stupid stops here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to get to this other thing that Louis Gomer was talking about mm. was, was he was talking with the caller and they were talking about religious exemptions mm. in all of the uh, academies. Okay. Uh, you know, the like military, the, the military they, and they, the, the merchant marine academies. not and allowed stuff. them. They're not allowing them. Yeah. Well, well, no, they're allowing people to apply. Apply, but not. But none of them yeah. are being approved. approved. And so, you know, um, as I was thinking on this, this call... You know, I, I, it just, in my mind, I'm, I'm looking at this and it's like, what this really amounts to is a purge. Yes, this is, is. This, this, a, this is a yep. purge of Christians. They've identified themselves this, very well, clearly. Well, this, this is a purge of mm-hmm. Christians from our public institutions yep. at the highest level. See, see, academies are for grooming and training leaders. Mm-hmm. They're not for, for, for the guy peeling potatoes. No. You know, th- no. the, these are, these are, these are the cream of the crop, the, the intelligista, mm-hmm. the, the, um, dare I say, white and privileged yeah. leftists, yeah. you know, and... Well, now uh, they're going to be multicolored, though, because obviously the, the, it's not going to be enough to be just white well, liberal they're, they're, anymore. They're, they're, there, are some, there are some good people coming out to, of the academies yeah. if they're allowed to remain, but, but basically they're saying, you know, if you have a critical mind yes. and you ask questions that are inconvenient to answer... Uh-huh. And you also have closely held religious beliefs that make you as- ascribe to a system of standards and a, a uh, understanding of ethics and morality from something outside that which has been defined for you by the government, uh-huh. right? Then you no longer can exist in this leadership academy because you're not going to be a faithful drone that takes orders when it comes time to tyrannically suppressing or putting down people of faith. And those people of faith are in the same breath by our pretender-in-chief being called the great unwashed. It's our fault as Christians, Mm -hmm. according to our despicable president that people with the vaccine are getting sick 
Now, I mean, let that sink into your brain. Yeah. yeah. It's our fault that people with a medicine that's supposed to stop making, you know, stop you from becoming sick. It's the people who are unvaccinated <laughs> making the people the, the, who, who have are, the medicine it, sick. sick. Well, the, the, well, you yeah, know, I, yeah. I've I've really been playing with the idea of yeah. putting a sign on my door uh-huh. here at the <laughs> shop that says, "If you have been vaccinated, please consider wearing a mask." I would, <laughs> because it is the vaccinated that are arguably spreading this and these, the, these you, variants you know, and, because yeah, they think they've yeah. got their their insurance plan. You know, well, yeah. I got vaccinated. I'm I'm. I'm socially um, conscious and um, morally superior to you, yeah. and I'm protected. And so, yeah. I mean, if I'm feeling unwell, it couldn't be no. COVID no, because no, I've, been I've been vaccinated. It can't be the vaccine itself because, well, they told me that it was safe, and I believe them, even yeah. though they won't give us the paperwork to prove that it's safe for 75 years. Yeah. 75 years. Is what the FDA is now saying. We will not see the paperwork for the Pfizer uh, vaccine and their approval process for 75 <laughs> years. And yeah. what kind of idiot is yeah. walking through a cloud? Now, I'll side with you on stupid here. Okay? There are <laughs> see, stupid people. Ar- yes, they are. Now there, now, there are others like my friend who was forced by his employer to get a vaccine. Yeah. He got the Johnson & Johnson because they said it was the safest. No, it's not. But lo and behold, what do we find out this week? Yeah. It's the least safe. So, yeah. Actually, I think yeah. Johnson & Johnson just doesn't have as strong a lobby as no. Pfizer and Moderna. No. Yeah. And so yeah. they're the first one on the chopping block. Yeah. They, they, yeah. J- J&J is going to become sort of the sacrificial lamb of this. Well, wasn't it? And one of the other ones has been... Uh, it, it, England or something has has stopped one of the other ones and and uh, said, hey, you know, they're they're starting to admit the myocarditis, the pericarditis. It's it's starting to this house of cards that they built. It would be awesome to have a parody of the Beatles. Hey Jude. <laughs> okay. And you said hey. Yeah. You know, okay. Hey. Hey. hey, hey. And that, that's where my mind went. Oh, the Beatles. Okay. Hey okay. Jude, don't be so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we, we Omnicron's should... not <laughs> so deadly. <laughs> Remember. You could have a you could have a contest. You could Just because you it. got shot in the arm. Because you know liberals don't know how to mean, or they don't know how to have fun. They really don't know how to f- have fun. I I got some of these um, for people. The Joe Biden little stickers that I did that, and I'm I'm going to hand them out to people, and we're going to. But you know liberals don't do anything. They they do like the you know Kathy whatever that chops President. Trump's head off and coats it with blood, and she thinks that's funny. Right? You know, I mean, seriously, they honestly think that this is hilarious. And sometimes I look at what they they perceive as as humor or sarcasm or wit, and that's the other thing. I think I resent. You know, I have more of a, a British Canadians tend to have the the British type of humor, which is very dry. It's a really bit different than Americans, and um, I just notice the idiocy amongst. You know, they they don't know how to f- have fun. You know, again, let's go back to Hillary Clinton. Well, let me years. ask you a question. Are you having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I always have fun. Isn't this fun? Oh, yeah. This this show is fun. Yeah, mocking mocking this, liberals this, is always this, fun. This, <laughs> this is this has actually become a high point of my week. Oh, really? I love, oh, God. I love coming into the studio <laughs> and, and having these conversations with you because, because, you know, I mean, you get beat down. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. during the week. And, yeah. and it's like, come on, you know. <laughs> Let's, let's, uh, hello. 
My name yeah. is Diego Montoya. Well, did you ever see, <laughs> and you should go look it up, Scott Adams, he's, he's, he's dirty in the water in his pool right now because he's said some really stupid things. But early on, after January the 6th, he did this little one, I guess he got so upset by it, he said he did this little one-hour uh, separate little YouTube thing. And he said, this is how you overcome. This is how you, you know, overwhelm the American government, the military. And he came out with like the hat, you mm. know, the little horned hat the guy wore. Yeah. And the mask. <laughs> and it was, I was, I was on the floor. Yeah. Because he yeah, you're really. Talk, you're talking about the, the Antifa guy that, the, the, that, that went into they the. went uh, in with the horned. The, yeah. The, the, looked, the, like, the, the, looked like the, 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 the Plains Indian war chief yeah, or something. Yeah. You know, you know, and he. Shirtless. He, and, yeah. He brought all these things. He said, this is so powerful. This is what you do. Because all you can do is mock them. Was he a heavy man? Because the other guy, he looked kind of svelte. You know, I he was know. he like like he worked out and stuff. Yeah, I, I think know. it'd be awesome to get some, well, somebody like myself, overweight <laughs> and uh, unattractive. <laughs> you know, to put one of those things on and go around shirtless and say uh, I'm I'm orchestrating a uh, a coup. Well, no, and that's essentially what he said. If you want to have a coup, this is what you show up with a funny hat, and and uh, you know there was I forget it now because it was so long ago. It was uh, you know over almost a year ago, but. This is all you can do is mock them. All you can do is mock them and use really dry humor and sarcasm because they don't get it. <laughs> no, they don't get it. They really don't get it. Like Hillary Clinton is tone deaf to go on a year, uh, you know, five years after she was not made president to go on and give her cons- her her acceptance speech. Have you heard this? Have you heard this uh, conspiracy theory about uh, the adrenochrome cult? About about si- uh, child s- sex slaves, where they they take these children and they put them in the basement. And if you have children listening to this, you might want to mm. um, fast forward through this section, but uh, or put it on mute. But essentially, hold them captive mm. and torture them, and then okay. extract uh, adrenaline adrenaline uh, soaked blood, and then drink that, and uh. that it does some crazy things to people like uh, hysterical laughter and yeah. and uh, you know and and keep them unnaturally young. You know, it's it's really fringe, way out there kind of stuff. Kind of like but, the QAnon stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, where, yeah. Don't worry, President Trump is yeah, coming back but, as but president. You, but you have to wonder where this stuff come comes from. I mean, who would have who would have even thought that that was a thing? You know, and 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 people try to grasp sort of these obscure definitions to explain the strange phenomenon of people like uh, Hillary Clinton and 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 they look in all kinds of different directions, and I just think that she's just plain stupid and evil. Yeah, no, and that's what. See, I it, it's the. Um, you know that paradox. That Maybe this, we should rename the show. Uh, no, I don't want to. Stupid and evil. Stupid and evil. We can just no, because that's that's sort of implying that we're stupid and evil. And I'm not. You know, I'm not the smartest person. A but yeah, a satire. They wouldn't understand it no, because they no. don't get. They don't get satire. No. They don't. They're very very serious and and you know. And that's why I love President Trump. Well, because well, you know, they watch. They all watch Bill, Bill Maher. Oh. You know, I don't know yeah. how he still has his job. Yeah. He's actually been somewhat funny lately. Yeah, you know, well, calling them yeah. out for their stupidity. Yeah. But you do know that President Trump was hilarious. 
he understood sarcasm. He was very witty, and he he understood cynicism. Oh, yesterday, in the, in, in <laughs> terms of oh no, I shouldn't oh, be doing he, that. Oh, and he he knew how to just totally put people in their place. Oh no, he was they, wonderful at it. That's I, why I was they hated watching. Him. I was watching a press conference. Okay, uh, yeah. you know how they have these joint pressers yeah. when they have a, another head of state in in yeah. the White House. Yeah, and he's standing there next to the the French Premier. Uh-huh. What, what's his name? Uh, Matt Macron. Macron. Yeah, macaroni. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> he's he's he's. Sit, standing next to macaroni and 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 you know he's looking very uh, uh macron's looking very french you uh-huh. know very dapper and you yeah. know well well uh tailored and um <laughs> they're waiting to take photos and president trump looks over and he's like you know full of jocularity yeah. and and uh i'm borrowing that from mash actually look that up <laughs> jocularity that's a that's a fun yeah. word um but he's he's, he's he's you know cutting around but he reaches over uh-huh. Right, and he brushes off. Yeah, a a, a, a thread or something. No, well, it was, it was, it was he, dandruff. He says, yeah, "Oh, you, you got a little bit of schmutz on your yeah on, on your collar." He, he now the just, guy's got a white collared shirt on. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you would no. possibly see what a, a put, piece of dandruff what a, on him. What but, a put but, down. but what a way to put him yeah. to say, you know, I'm the president of the United States. We are the supreme hegemon. Yeah, you know, a world, the world power, and we're not equals. No. We're not even in the same no. arena. No. So, welcome to DC. Welcome to my big white house. Yeah. And uh, while you're here, I'm going to make sure you don't forget your place. Yeah. Oh, they hated the, it. They hated it. And and Macron's part of that global elite. You know, group of global elites yes. that are going to control us through climate fear. Yeah, now that's the next you one. Know. We have to, you know, watch out for that. <laughs> I, I laughed. That was humorous. Yeah. I mean, that it was perfectly executed. You know, I, I, I would love to crawl inside the brain of Donald Trump and see the synapses firing. You know, I mean that guy that guy is like twenty four seven brain going. Oh yeah. He's he's an absolute genius and I think that they resented it because they're um with the exception of Bill Clinton who had some weird sort of charisma that creeped me out. I I never liked Well see he didn't allow he didn't uh, 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 Trump did not allow the establishment to package him no right no because that's what the yeah. establishment does yeah. they send if, if, if there's a con- if there's a contentious uh, election in one of these states that they think are going to swing the yes. balance of power in the yeah. swamp they'll send a whole team in yes. they did this to Joe Miller yeah Joe Miller won against Lisa Murkowski in his team own in. right yeah they sent their team in and they undercut it because they didn't really want him to win. No, they, they wanted they wanted Lisa Murkowski. That's right. Because and she and was, so what they she do was reliable. They decide the packaging, and Trump's like, you know, nah. forget your packaging. I'm yeah. going to package myself. Yeah, and and yeah. and it was yeah. hilarious to watch. Yeah. such a liberal company like Twitter. Yeah. be absolutely yeah. violated yeah. repeatedly by Donald Trump. Yeah. But, you know, I used to see this when I worked in restaurants, and, and I worked in some real high couple hotels and restaurants that were real high end, and you could tell the difference. One of the things that I would say to people all the time is Donald Trump was a self-made man. Sure, he had a, a, a bit of a leg up, but he created the rest of the bulk of his wealth himself, and he created the myth surrounding himself himself. He was like the, he did The Apprentice, that was his idea. And in restaurants and really high end, you can tell people that are used to wealth 
and you can tell that what they call the nouveau riche, the people that like the Hillary Clintons that come into money mm-hmm. and don't know what to do with it. Right. Donald Trump knew what to do with, and, and you know, they would, people would criticize Melania and I'd go, she's the wife of a billionaire. And she comes from this huge background where she's uh, uh, Slovenia, wasn't it, where she was from? Yeah, she came from a former, former Soviet republic. Yeah, but they, they had the understanding of history, heritage, and they do. It's very mm-hmm. different than America, the nouveau riche in America. And, and, they, and they have a different idea about family. Yes, and you could tell she had this huge, long background that understood history, that understood family, that understood faith and religion and everything. She said, she said the Our Father, for heaven's sakes, it was one of the inaugural things. Tell me who you know. Do you even think Joe Biden knows how to say the Our Father? He says he's a Catholic. <laughs> Our Father, who art in heaven, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, the place upstairs. Yeah. Uh, um, and we say, we, hollow, we, we do say it. Be your, you yeah. know, the thing. Yeah. The, the thing and, and, with. And you say it every well, God, mass. God loves you. Yeah. You say it at every mass. <laughs> there, that's Joe yeah. Biden's version. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, did you not notice that Melania said? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I don't recall any other first lady or president even saying a, a prayer. Right. They have some weird whatever. And so you understand that. And he, it upsets me that people do not understand the genius that was Donald Trump. Because he had it so many times, he undercut people. And I'm just going, (laughs) I just can't, I couldn't stand it. And they were oblivious. I I, I, I listen to all these people, you know, talk about how they hated his his tweets. (laughs) I love them. And I was like, you know, um, there was this movie that Pixar put out called Up. Okay, I didn't see that. So it's about this old man. He loses his wife, and so he ties a bunch of balloons inside of his house and floats down to Patagonia or somewhere in South America. And uh, when he gets there, um, he's got this young boy, like a Boy Scout with him, Mm -hmm. who who is – there's this old explorer that um, disappeared, you know, Uh sort of like a a Howard Hughes kind of personality who – who would find all these new breeds of, of uh, animals and things. And he had a big dirigible, and he taught, uh, he taught uh, dogs how to speak. He had this little translator collar, you know, on, on the dogs. And so one of the first scenes you see is this dog, and uh, they, they land on this high plateau, and this, this golden retriever comes out of the mist. <laughs> I love it already. They're, they're actually sitting there, and they hear this, I can smell you, you know, and they're like, okay, that's strange. But this dog comes up, and he's got this collar that will translate what he says, Okay, right? yeah, yeah. And, and I think his name is Doug or something. But, uh, <laughs> Doug the dog. But, but, uh, but, but all the dogs in this movie are hilarious because they'll be really intent on talking about something, and then they'll all go, Squirrel. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. All, I love it. They yeah, all yeah, flip yeah, their yeah, head yeah, sideways. Yeah, yeah, squirrel, yeah. you know, <laughs> totally distracts him. And that's yeah. what Donald Trump did with Twitter. Yes, he is, did. Is as soon as the he media would fixate on something against him, he'd go, squirrel. Squirrel. And they, yeah, they, <laughs> and they, they yeah. They'd toss yeah. that ball. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, so I will have, uh, I've got a, a guest here, oh. actually. I'm going to welcome him to the mic real, real quick. Um, this is uh, Pastor uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, uh, can you give us your last name again? I'm, I'm, I just met Pastor Jonathan a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's being, he is being, uh, speaking of squirrel. <laughs> we're, yeah, so uh, he's, he's in the house. He came to pick up a donation 
Um, uh, Jonathan, can you tell us a little bit about about the situation that we raised money for this week? Yeah, sure. Uh, there's a lady named uh, Matheny Hack Hackinson. Hackinson, yeah. Um, from down in the Anchor Point area, and her home burned down a few weeks back. She lost everything. So we heard about it. Our church down Homer is uh, trying to raise a little bit of money for her, and I presented it to the Band of Brothers, and they stepped up. And you guys uh, did a spaghetti feed, and so we've raised some money, and uh, we're going to get that fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred dollars. It's like fifteen forty-four. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. A lot of money. So, so, so Jonathan came in. We've been we've been uh, trying to connect all week to to exchange this money, but um, anyway. Uh, uh, Jonathan is the uh, new pastor, uh, relatively new in the last six months or so. Yeah, but I moved here in March. Right, and and uh, he's uh, the pastor of the Seventh Day Adventist Church right. in Kenai. He itinerates down to Homer right. as well. And um, uh, we are going to, I promise you, we will have Jonathan on the show because he has a fascinating backstory. Uh, he did not grow up here. He's he's what you might call an African American. Yes. So, uh, yes, uh, uh, he, he grew up in Africa and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disclose anything more than you're going to want to tune in for that show because, uh, he has a a worldview unique from those who've grown up in this community and, uh, he brings a lot to the table and we just appreciate the daylights out of you, Jonathan. And thank you for being willing to jump on the mic impromptu. I I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. I'll step out and let you guys get back uh, to your program. You can talk to Michelle and she can grab the ammo can in my office that says donations and you can make sure that Miss Hackinson gets that before the holiday. We'll do that in blessings to all of you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So that's one of the beautiful things about having a show in the coffee shop is that you have people walking in and out of the uh, in and out of the facility. Yeah. <laughs> Lots and, of guests. Yeah, and you can you if can, we can only get them to sit down, interact you know? for a little bit. You know, <laughs> some people get sort of that deer in the headlights uh. look. We've got a if you've not seen our setup, we have a fifty-five gallon drum with a pub table on top, four mics, and then a, a pillar, uh, a post that goes up the middle with an ammo can on top that says "on air." Mm. So they walk in, they see the on air sign, and everybody. It's, it's kind of funny from my side because I get to see them sort of oh, yeah. pause yeah. and sort of get that deer in the head like, oh, shoot, i got to be quiet. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not the case. Uh, this is a coffee shop. and um, But anyway, uh, uh, Squirrel. Uh, (laughs) um, hey you know that there is a name for that that is called that's not called linear thinking attention deficit no it's it's called lateral thinking (laughs) it's called there's an actual there used to be a book on it called lateral thinking that you can go instead of going from a to b you go from a to f you know and then you go back to c you know because go back to doug yeah go back to doug (laughs) right you know right there's nothing wrong with it it's a it's a way of thinking we're just different <laughs> all right so um we've been we've been rambling on here for about a, an hour and a half oh, and gosh. we uh want to be considerate of your time um loretta has a lot of extra stuff uh, let's let's pull one more good piece out loretta uh your choice um and we can talk about that and then we'll let the folks get on with their business and on to that uh, joe rogan episode that they're waiting to listen to well, I, I mentioned it before, but I like, would like people just to have a thought on it and not wanting to end on a down note, mm. but, you know, where the wreaths across America accused of car- carpet bombing cemeteries, I feel like I should go out, raise some money, 
buy a bunch of wreaths and carpet bomb our cemetery here. Right. And and right. and if we want to defeat these people, that's what we have to do. Yeah, they we, give us all our all all the ammunition. Yeah, they tell us what they hate, so we should just pick these things do more and, of that. and do more of that and do laugh at the same that. time because you're really not a, a wreath is nothing. I don't even know if a wreath is a Christian symbol anymore. I don't know if it started out as a was Christmas. it ever a Christian symbol. I, I don't know, but I, I love had it a lot of greenery in there. I, I yeah. don't remember there being a lot of pines in the uh, no in the uh, I, I the love Middle East for whatever it is. I love the fact that it's turned into a way to honor because if you've ever seen the photos of uh, Arlington with all the wreaths, it's just gorgeous. If you've ever been to Arlington, it's a beautiful cemetery. Anyhow, but uh, you know we've got to stop these people from uh, you know. Well, you, you, you know, know, you know, uh, there was there was a great Chinese general, oh. and the, uh, the, Sun the Tzu. Uh, Sun Tzu, yeah, Sun Tzu. Sun, Sun Tzu. Um, and he wrote he wrote this um, sort of this philosophical Bible of warfare called the Art of War. Mm-hmm. It's required reading for everyone who joins the civil service. Mm. Um, Didn't know and, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's uh, that I learned that at the International Spy Museum, which is a private museum uh, in D.C. It's it's just about uh, I guess. Three blocks down from Gallery Place in Chinatown. That's uh, one of the big metro stops up near the convention center. But um, uh, awesome! They mm-hmm. have the they actually have the original James Bond. Um, uh, I think it was a uh, 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 BMW or Jaguar or something. But the one that um, that uh, shot rockets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's. Cool I wish be, I had some, one of those know, sometimes. You know, um, but Sung Su. So I picked up the the Art of War when I was at. Okay. After yes. they told me that oh, this is uh, you know required reading, and um, and maybe they just said that because it sold a lot of Sung Su. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knows? The art of espionage runs deep uh, and uh, wide. Yeah. Um, and misdirection. Yeah. So, uh, but this uh, quote that that I have in our uh, membership space um, on the website, which is uh, amocancoffee.ninja, because everything here is ninja, um, <laughs> says, The opportunity to secure ourselves against defeat lies in our own hands. Yes, it does. But the opportunity of defeating the enemy... Mm-hmm. Is provided by the enemy himself. Yes. So when you say we yes. take these things that make leftists insane, yes, and do more of them, and do more of them, mm-hmm. it will be their undoing. Yes. Because so, so yeah. they, they they through all of their, and so maybe this is the big takeaway for people like Christopher Kirka who are running for yes. for governor, and for Kelly Shabaka, and mm-hmm. for Ron Gillum. These are all good conservative they folks are. that that I believe their heart is in the right place yes. but i i fear that they fear too much yes and that they are allowing the left to dictate the terms under which they engage in warfare when they put masks on yes and they go before the cameras they buy into that that virtue signaling yeah when in actuality the enemy has already given them all the weapons they need to win the war and that is resistance yes and non-compliance, and emphatic adherence to the ideals of personal liberty, and, and never apologize, and never apologize, yeah. never walk it back. Like Ben Carpenter said something that was true, and then he walked it back, and the media lambasted him yeah. over making 
loose association to the Holocaust and being somehow anti-Semitic in his remarks about being tested and having to have this passport. You know, I had a I had a passport. It it was a it was a uh, it was an antibody passport, basically. It it was a or really? or or not an antibody. How would we capture this? So I had a I had a stamped uh-huh. passport that I had to wear every day, where I had to be tested, and I had to be found clean. Clean. And then they would mark my passport, and I would have to. Then I could, and I had to do this. Uh, it was once a week. Yeah. Um, but we would we would go into uh, this this building just off the Capitol. Uh, across the street, we would get tested. We'd have to sit in this room, social distance, you know, and everything. They'd jab us up the nose, and it was twice a week, actually, and uh, the way they they had the rotation. Um, then you would have this card, and you would you would go into the lobby area of the Capitol, and everybody would have to queue up in these lines. And there is no way to socially distance. Yeah, these so it makes no sense. Way, it's, just, right, it's, right? it's just all theater, so, so kabuki we're, theater. So we're all kabuki lemmings, theater. you know, yeah. all yeah. lemmings. And then we would come before one of these, one of these, uh, one of these technicians. Yeah, I don't think they were even. No, they're not. No, no, they're not. They're, yeah, they're, they're just. Uh, Hourly they would workers. review our card, yeah. our papers. I yeah. mean, it was very Nazi-like. Yeah, it is. Show us your papers, and yeah. then they would have you stand in front of a screen that identified your face. Okay. You had to move your head till your face fit the outline of a head, and then it would read your temperature. Where do they get all this stuff from? Right. Like. like that, that it's available on the market. Think about that. And and think about that. And that and, and, and then and and if you didn't want to do that, yeah. which I didn't like doing, they had a, a handheld, handheld, which is better, uh, one that yeah. they could put up to your forehead, yeah. and get your temperature. Yeah, and only you after have. you had passed your yeah. temperature check, yeah. then you could enter the building. How is that not very? Um, uh, yeah, how does that even make you uh, not less contagious? Well, and how how is that not a direct analogy to all the contortions that the Nazi regime right. and so ben, went through ben, to so identify ben, ben people? Ben Carpenter, Ben Carpenter, yeah. when he raised this issue, and it was before they had put all the policies in places, he was just talking out and saying, "Hey, you know, this is <laughs> this is a slippery slope that we're engaging and, in here." And and, and, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, you anti-Semite." Yeah. And so what did he do? What does that got to do with Jewish people? What did he do? What does it got to do with Jewish people? He apologized. See, we've got to... Stop apologizing. Be Inigo Montoya. No, no I'm, I'm... Hello, uh, my yeah. name is Inigo Montoya. I, I, I'm getting... You yeah. killed my father. Yeah. Prepare to die. die. But I'm not understanding how pointing out a situation that is similar to another situation is anti-Semitic because right. there was no reference to, to Jewish people referring to someone well he talked about the yellow star of david that is an analogy unless right, i've right. got my words right. wrong that something that actually did happen that identified a group of people mm-hmm. that another group of people said we don't like this group of people right so we're going to put something very obvious on it how is that not an, and, right. and you're and now, referring and now, to now that now we can look at the ballet that just occurred in homer where the unvaccinated yes. were, forced we're, we're, were forced to sit in the back and of so the room how is ben carpenter wrong Right. How he was wasn't. he wrong? He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't but wrong. But he walked back. Right. He walked back that because now I'm and, and I'm tired you know, of seeing politicians do this. Stop doing this. Do you know. follow the read the art of war. 
you are at war. There is no collegiality. No, no there, there is no. no decorum. There is no fellowship with the enemy. And and as soon as you get that through your head, yeah. and you stand resolute, shoulder to shoulder, the enemy will stop trampling you in the dust. The yeah. left never cedes territory. Never. They never back down. Well, the, the only <laughs> thing they respond to is total defeat. And and yeah. and we're not winning that war. No, and the the left doesn't have to cede territory because number one, we don't attack, right? To uh, to have them try and defend, and we just so willingly give up our territory. Well, well let's whether talk. It's our let's churches. talk about the characteristics of conservatism versus liberalism, right? Do, so what's they, the what what is the what is the foundational sort of principle that motivates conservatives? Well, it is conservation. At one time it was. I well, don't, well, I don't no, it's, know. It's, it's, it, I mean, the yeah. base principle okay. of, of the grassroots is conservation. Grassroots. It's, cons- okay. it's conserving our traditions, our values, and our systems that support the preservation of our traditions and our values. And, and dare I say, our morality and our ethics, which are values. But, but so, so... So yeah. in so if you look at it from battle yes. from a, from a warfare or a boxing match position yeah. right we're trying to protect what we got yeah right so we're we're building defenses around what yeah. we got so we're in a naturally defensive position mm-hmm. progressives however want to change everything and they have they, so far. They want to rewrite mm-hmm. the rules. They want to rewrite the Constitution. They want to rewrite uh, history. They want to change social patterns and social norms and social traditions and morality and uh, values and ethics and genders and, you know, keep going, keep going, keep yeah. going. They're in a naturally aggressive, um, offensive yeah. position. And so you have the, the these two... So, so when we say that the left never gives up territory, it's because they have nothing to protect. No. They're, they're not, not trying yeah. to protect anything. Yeah. They're just trying to tear down everything yeah. and they, remake yeah. it in their own image of what they think is going to be the panacea or the, their ideal world in their own eyes. Yeah, but and the, that means yeah. a world completely and utterly controlled by them. Yeah. And so, so, so for people like, like Ron Gillum and, yeah. and Sarah Vance and yes. Ben Carpenter who are good conservative leaders in our community, the, 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 I'm begging you, yeah. begging you, read Sung Soo, read this position, don't back down. Stop yeah. caving and ceding the territory. You, you, are, you, you, are, uh, you have been elevated to a position to be our champion. Yeah. Start acting the role and you yeah. may yes you may lose the funding for your staff you may be marginalized and kicked off your committees you may end up going to the basement but you know what eventually they're going to run out of rooms in the basement yeah and and they're going to run out of of uh they're going to run out of people to make look bad now if if they can just make laura reinbold look bad or david eastman look yeah. bad or christopher kirka look bad and and you guys allow them to do yeah, that and, uh, as long as you and don't you don't yeah. stand in yeah. solidarity with them yeah and 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 you allow uh you know must read alaska and people like Dwayne bannock to launch you know launch missiles uh-huh. at the truly conservative people yeah yeah. Because they're easy targets yeah. and it sells ad space. Yeah. yeah. 
But once they're gone, they'll go after the Saravances. They'll go after the... That's, that's right. No, they will. That's they'll go right. after the that's Ben right. Carpenters. That's you right. Know. And the battle yeah. is now. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. so, you know, people are looking for champions. They're looking yeah. for folk heroes. They're looking for people of mythical proportion who are going to come in and slay the dragons. The truck driver from New Jersey. That's that right. spent, what, $138? Right. 147 And he won the Senate seat. Or yeah, was that, was it a, that was a David and Goliath contest, yeah. wasn't it? But he's a, he's a truck driver. Right. He's he's he would probably not have call himself the smartest man in the room or the most intellectually uh, advanced or the most politically well, savvy. I'm going to plug somebody as well here. Mm-hmm. Another truck driver. Okay. Senator Rob Meyer. Okay. He was in our shop last week. Mm-hmm. He was down here delivering fuel. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. He stood at the bar staring at me, and I stared back at him. <laughs> And he stared at me, and I stared back at him. And I was like, Who are you? Doggone it. I know you from somewhere. Yeah. You know, and he had his grungies on. He had his reflective coat on, his truck driving stuff. Yeah. Because he's dealing with fuel, Mm -hmm. right? So he's got oil smudges and stuff. And he's just sitting there smiling at me, drinking his coffee. He knew exactly what was going on. Okay, yeah. But, you know, we need more people like Rob yes, Meyer. Yes, we do. And those need we to need be We need more champ, people yeah. from the rank and file who are yeah. in industrial positions, yeah. who are going to uh, step up and speak out and hold the line and not go for the, the virtue signaling and the optics, you know, and recognize yeah. they are in a pitched battle. Yeah. This is not... Going, you know, you're you're not you're not going down to Juno to a country club or to a college campus where everybody is living in the dorms and you know and and there's community with mm-hmm. the people across the aisle from you. No, there's no community with those people. Yeah, those no. people want to destroy no, you. They they have no and and your family and, and yeah. your traditions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and your history. Yeah. And, and what people don't understand is if we stand strong and and they can't knock us off our our ideas in that they'll go after themselves and they already are. If right, you right, look at, if right. you look at the turfs, if you look at the trans movement and the turfs, which are the, uh, which are the lesbian women, there's a name for they what call them turf. Yeah. It's a T <laughs> I forget what I, I it's trans it's, but they're already going after these lesbian women. So, I mean, those both groups tend to be on the same side of the polit- political spectrum you know i mean until you, they cannibalize each other well they, and and it's it's like you know you want to think of it like chum in the water i don't know you call it <laughs> do you do that here is that like a thing you guys understand Typically, the way i chum the water is i i, I get really sick oh okay <laughs> but yeah we, we we understand chumming the water okay but you yeah. know if you want to think of it like that we could do that and you do this to these you do it by uh, you know wreaths in the cemetery if they hate it um, let's do more. Go, let's go, Brandon. I've got some. Let's go, Brandon. A little yeah, stickers don't, here. Don't put the stickers on the cemetery. No, no, no. no, no. I don't mean by doing that, but other things where it's appropriate, you right, know. But, right. but whatever you can do, this will kill. This will this will make them crazy because you yeah. can't engage them in their arguments. Cause their arguments make no sense. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't fix stupid, but no, you can no. enrage it. You can enrage it, and then they'll just and then destroy it'll just self destruct. Yeah, they'll just self destruct, and that's the way we've got to look at it and stop engaging them. It's yeah. just not worth it. Well, I, I will say one one thing here is is that uh, the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club will no longer be sourcing its loose leaf tea from the Alaska uh, Summit uh, Spice and Tea Company. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, Anchorage last week, and I was in the shop. And uh, uh, they said, oh, sir, you need to put a mask on. Well, there was another gentleman that had entered the same time I did. I looked down at their little basket of masks, and there was one mask left. Uh And I said, here you go. And I (laughs) handed it to the other guy. And I said, oh, darn. 
all out of masks. Yeah. And the millennial skinny jeans guy behind yeah. the counter was like, oh my gosh, I'll be right back. You know, and he came back with a bunch of masks. And he's like, please put a mask on. And I was like, I'm just here to buy some tea bags. Can I just get my bulk order and I got to go? Yeah. And I was running, you know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you got to put a mask on first. I was like, can I just get the tea bags and go, I'm not sick. I've already had COVID. You know, I'm good. Yeah. I'm socially distanced very obviously because yes. everybody in the shop all had masks on and they willingly got away from yeah, me. Yeah, I, I love it. I <laughs> you love know, it. It's they like, leave you alone. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like there wasn't a person within 10 feet, 20 feet of me, you know. <laughs> so, uh, man, today is uh, uh, politician day here. We just had a school board member walk in, uh, Matt Morse, a very strong conservative. He needs our help. Anyway, uh, back to Summit Tea and Spice. Uh, you know, I put the mask on, and then this nosy Nancy next to me looks over and says, I just want to thank you for agreeing to put the mask on. And I said, well, thank you for your approval. You know, I didn't need it. Individual. And, and she's like, well, we all have to do our part to protect everybody. Oh. And I said, I said, you need to read science. Yes. yes. <laughs> and she looked at me, yeah. and it was like, you could have heard a pin drop in the shop. Yeah. Every yeah. every doe-eyed, mask-wearing yeah. person in there stopped what they were doing and looked at me like, oh, man, what's going to happen? And I took the mask off, and I said, you know what? You've lost my commercial business. I will never yeah. buy anything from you again. Well, we don't want to drink tea that those kind of people well, drink. Well, and we Seriously. have to, we have to we, make we, those conscious yeah. decisions, yes. and yes. and we we reward and punish y- yes. businesses financially by our dollars. Yes, you know. Yep. And we made a decision long ago that we were not going to be quiet about our conservatism. And nope. you know what? We have more customers because of it because people are looking for <laughs> mythical heroes. Yes. Yeah. And and uh and and if if uh our community had a Valhalla, mm-hmm. this would be the place. Uh-huh. We serve ambrosia in the form of coffee. Yeah. So, um thank you for tur- tuning in again and uh spending your time with us on the conservative hour of power and enlightenment salon. We've enjoyed uh, this conversation mm-hmm. today. It's been very uh, fun. Well, Christmas is next Saturday. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. So Merry Christmas, Merry, y'all. Yes, Merry Christmas, y'all. And uh, you know, Happy New Year. If you if we don't catch up with you before then, uh, check out the Band of Brothers Men's Fellowship Wednesday nights. Uh, that's turning out to be something pretty pretty special. Good. And um, the other thing that you can look at is our next Smash Brothers competition will be a league play on new year's Mm. uh if you are a youth in junior high or high school check out the roots uh youth group youth roots family uh church youth group they will be having a uh party here on new year's eve last year we had 118 people in the building no way (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) you know it's a good thing we have a concrete floor because there was so much bouncing during the music that uh that we would have brought the house down. How many cases of COVID? Uh, none. Oh. None. Um, you know. Uh, that's just, that That doesn't make any sense. Lots of, lots of sweaty, sweaty utes. no sense. You know, sweaty utes jumping to the sound of music. Yeah. And uh, not literally the sound of music. No. Uh, and <laughs> that would have been music. humorous. <laughs> but music, is, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So good. so if you're looking for something to do, the Social Club has something for you. At one thirty, we have the Liberty Action 
uh, AK group that meets here on Saturdays. Uh, that's an opportunity for you to plug into community activism. We are also looking, we're excited about a partnership with uh, Beauty for Ashes, which is a women's ministry that is being uh, founded or headed by um, uh, Annette Via. She is the founder of the Wednesday Market in Soldatna. She also is the owner of Hot Dogs a la Carte. And she, uh, we outsource all of our baking to her. So, so our uh, cookies, um, uh, she does our breakfast burritos. Uh, she's awesome. But uh, we are going to be working with her in partnership to do a fundraiser for Beauty for Ashes. It will be on Valentine's Day at the shop. So look forward to that. We're going to bring a comedian in. We're going to have a special dinner, sweetheart dinner. So it's going to be an opportunity. It will be a ticketed event, and uh, we'll also have uh, a silent auction. So there's lots of stuff coming up. We're also in conversation with the uh, the association, uh, the Fe- Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership. Uh, to get a, a school down here mm-hmm. for two days in February. Uh, I just came back from uh, one of the schools that they held up in uh, Chugiak. Uh, this is a group that I believe originates out of Texas. And uh, its founder was uh, one of the campaign, I think he was the campaign manager for Senator Jesse Helms in mm-hmm. helping him win his bid for Congress. And um, uh, he's been in over... I think it's close to 300 other elections, mm. organizing elections across the country, and it has an 86% success rate. Mm. So if you're interested in becoming an activist, we need to know about that now. Uh, it was The last school was 50 bucks a day. That included lunch and the venue fee, and uh, they were eight-hour sessions. And so um, we would like you to let us know. Reach out to us coming to shop. Give us a shout-out on uh, email uh, um, if that's something you're interested in because we need to get about 30 people signed up. And and I, I think we were talking about having some scholarships, too. Yeah, yeah. We, so, we have so a few people that have... We have a wealthy, have a wealthy donor who wants to, uh, <laughs> wants to uh, fund, yeah. <laughs> fund uh, some scholarships. We'd like to yeah. see some youth. If so, you're a yeah. young person that wants to become uh, socially and politically active... Yeah, uh, and, and know, if, you're not, if you're concerned about the cost or the time or anything, come talk to Jason or... Yeah, and, yeah. come uh, to the Liberty Action Meeting. Come to the Liberty Action yeah, Meeting, and yeah. we will find a way to get you here because we really need... And, and we really need folks who will be willing to spend yeah. the time to yes. get invested in yeah. action and so mm-hmm. liberty action is sort of the way that we measure that yeah and so we need you to participate yeah. in that organization so that we can then uh you know there is a vetting process mm-hmm. uh, we had two folks that tried to uh disrupt the last meeting mm. they came in and their agenda was very clearly not to learn mm. but uh to dominate control and belittle uh, the the speaker. This guy is eminently, mm. eminently qualified. Huh. Um, he was going to be going off to the Canary Islands to teach okay. people from twelve different countries mm. how to engage in in emerging democracies and yeah. in, in, in in political ways. Yeah. And and uh, these people from from uh, Eagle River and the Valley or Talkeetna, two two women actually mm. that came in the really? were, were there to tell him basically how stupid he was and how he didn't know what he was talking about. So uh, there is a survey you're required to take that mm-hmm. basically measures your conservatism. Okay. So they know uh, if you were truly there yeah. for conservative uh, activism or not. 
And then we have the double litmus test of membership here at the shop. Yeah. So we ask you to agree with a number of things. And if you come in and you're a woke individual who doesn't participate or, or, or want to do something constructive in the name of conservatism, you will be discovered. <laughs> and when you have signed the, signed the book to be a member then you will become fair game on this venue in this this uh, this media outlet and in social media to be called out for what you are an insurgent who's bent on destruction and uh, so we are in Diego Montoya <laughs> and you are the cis finger <laughs> have a great week everybody yep. bye 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 bye